Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Fourth and Inches Show. I'm Jana, and I will be joined by the Sherpa here shortly. I think he's having some technical difficulties, but he'll be with us soon. Um, in the meantime, we have a real action-packed show for you today. We've got all kinds of stuff to go over from the craziness that was last week. I mean, I don't think there's anyone in the world including Sherpa and I, who pick a lot of upsets that predicted that the Lions would win in convincing fashion over the Cardinals. So, oh, we have the Sherpa has joined. Technology has been thwarted, and you are with us. How are you today, Sherpa? I'm great. Sorry about that. I thought I was all connected and ready to go, and uh, I dropped the ball, so my bad. All right. You've been hanging out with the Giants too much. We'll get Blue the Kitten, well, formerly known as Kitten the Cat, to get you back on track over there, dispense some justice. (laughs) Sorry, I was watching Um, that for the 15th time and lost track of time. What a classic. What a classic movie. (laughs) Um, So I was just talking about how you and I both take a lot of upsets, but neither of us, nor did anyone else on the planet, see the Lions beating the Cardinals this week. It was a very strange week, was it not? Yeah, I think um, a lot of people that stacked Cardinals either for their playoff matchup or DFS were were pretty sorely disappointed last week. Mm -hmm. It was not good. Not good time. How did your playoff matchups go? Um, two. So I've got seven teams. Two of them had buys, which was great. Um, everyone else is still in the playoffs, but I think there's realistically only two other teams are going to have a shot at, at making any kind of run. I think probably the other three are going to be barbecued this week. But what about you? How are your playoff chances looking out there? Um, not so well. Three of my four teams are done already. So, oh. it's, um, oh. um, but I thought it was going to be four out of four, and then I looked this morning and realized that Rondale Moore hadn't done, or not Rondale Moore, Rashad Penny hadn't done much last night, and that I actually yeah. had one team that was still alive. But uh, yeah, it was a pretty disappointing week. But uh, here we are to dispense advice, and hopefully people will still listen to us in spite of uh, here we are. what happened, at least to me, this past weekend. Well, we, we will persevere, as we always do. We will give you advice. Most of it is good. Some of it is real suspect. I will never pick the Falcons. These are just things that we do here. Uh, if this is your first time, welcome. Enjoy the ride. Things are going to get a little crazy, I'm sure, today. Are you we have the, uh, the Falcons? No, I'm not. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm steadfast in this. <laughs> we'll good. get there. So we'll get there in a minute. <laughs> One of the things we have coming up for you is our always contentious game predictions, which, spoiler alert, I don't think we're going to agree on a whole lot this week. <laughs> we it's also have – definitely not that game. We have an extensive injury report and the always fun COVID edition of it. Sherpa's going to give you waiver wire pickups to hopefully fill some of the voids here. Uh, we've got all the news and notes, who to start, who to sit, some daily fantasy picks. We're going to take you through everything you need to have a winning week this week. We hope that for all of you, unless, of course, you're playing us. If 
this one hour that we're here with you tonight is not enough, which I'm sure it isn't. You can find us all over social media. We're on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page, on Twitter at the number 4THN Inches Show at JKIM16 and Fantasy underscore Sherpa. You can also email us the number 4THN Show at gmail.com. And we are here with you every Wednesday night until the end of the season. We're going to get you through these playoffs from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern time. And, of course, um, we don't have any buys this week, which is nice. One thing I do want to talk about very briefly, since we are both, unfortunately, fans of NFC East teams, is I'm really enjoying the pettiness of the NFC East to now travel with their own benches to road games. Washington did it last night after the Cowboys did it to them last week. This is a wildly expensive thing to really die on this hill about, but I'm I'm really into it, I think. This is just the right brand of crazy for the NFC East. How are you feeling about it? <laughs> um, I hadn't noticed that, but that's uh yeah, Well you probably you probably value later. yourself and your time better and did not put yourself through watching that entire uh Eagles and WTF game last night, which I respect you for. <laughs> no, but I needed the WTF to win to win a weekly uh pick and pull oh. on and uh sad to say that didn't happen and they thought about it. They came close. Points. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I had, uh, well, we had we had some tough things this week. I mean, that everybody lost money on the Raiders not kicking an extra point at the end of the game. <laughs> it's yep. a bad week for gambling as a whole. Ugh. The Ravens anyway. going for two and failing again. Yeah, thanks for nothing, guys. Um, so let's dive in. There is a lot of COVID in the league right now. I don't know if you guys have heard. Mm-hmm. This is a thing going around. <laughs> You may not have. I don't think people are talking about it very much. Um, The most notable is vocal anti-vaxxer, one Cole Beasley, has finally tested positive for COVID. We knew this day would come. And now he is going out and saying the man and the rules are trying to keep him down by keeping him out of this week's game by adhering to protocols for a highly transmissible disease that he has opted to not protect himself from. Just when you think he can't get crazier, he does. So for your fantasy team, Cole Beasley is not playing football this week. He may not play football next week, but he's definitely not playing this week, and he's got some feelings about it. So please, please don't start him this week. Um, There are at least three other players newly on the COVID list in Buffalo as well. The Panthers and Bears both saw uh, multiple players go on the list over the last two days, particularly on defense in Carolina, which really isn't great. That was about the only thing they had going for them. So keep an eye on that. In Cleveland, not a lot of guys are getting taken off the COVID list, but they're actually putting more players on the COVID list. So at some point, they're going to cycle through and everyone will have had it. Coach Kevin Stefanski did get uh, taken off the COVID list today. He's allowed to coach again, so he's pretty fired up about that. I'm sure Cleveland as a whole is as well. Uh, we talked about the Lions at the top of the show. Jared Goff started feeling some symptoms after the win on Sunday. Clearly left it all on the field because he tested positive for COVID on Monday. He actually went on the radio and announced it on a, a radio interview on Tuesday. So I guess he's breaking his own news now. Wide receiver Quintez Cephas also on the list, along with a few other players. Probably more are going to end up on it as well. You think they might have done a little celebrating after, like, beating a real football team this week. So it would not surprise me if those are not the last uh, offensive players we see go on the COVID list out in Detroit. In Green Bay, wide receiver Marquez Valdez-Scanling was put on the COVID list yesterday in Texas or in Houston. 
Uh, Brandon Cooks went on the COVID list today. He's positive along with a few others. Again, about the only fantasy value the Texans had. Now probably not going to play this week. COVID's going through the Colts defense. For the most part, their offense has seemed unscathed this week, but four or five defensive players in the last two days have gone on the COVID list. The Chiefs put eight players on the COVID list yesterday, including wide receiver Tyreek Hill and kicker Harrison Bucker, who both are uh, have tested positive. Harrison Bucker's already been ruled out for this week's game. Tyreek Hill, they're hoping to get back, but it doesn't sound like people are real optimistic about it. So that's certainly one you want to have a backup plan for. Eagles coach Nick Sirianni is – Yeah, yeah, everybody's got it. It's not great. Um, Nick Sirianni has COVID out in Philadelphia, so I'm sure he thinks Washington gave it to him, which maybe they did. Uh, so, again, bench. probably not the last one in Philly to get, get COVID this week, so keep an eye on that. The Raiders put even more players on the COVID list, which, again, at some point they're going to run out of guys to get COVID. So at least that light is at the end of the tunnel. Um, Out in L.A., Austin Eckler is on the COVID list as of today, along with multiple other players, including wide receiver Andre Roberts, uh, backup quarterback Chase Daniel, which is notable just because we saw what happened in uh, Washington last night in Cleveland. At some point, Guys who play the same position are all going to go on the list at the same time. We saw it happen to the Packers and the Vikings last week or last year. Um, so Chase Daniels on the COVID list, and Joey Bosa is on the COVID list for the second time. Remember, he is not vaccinated. So keep an Joey eye on that. You might not see him this week. Yeah, it's, it's not good out there. And the Rams also still dealing with their COVID outbreak. Tyler Higby is on the list for the second time. This poor man had a false positive, couldn't play last Monday got reinstated off the COVID list Tuesday, went back on the COVID list before the game this week. So he's having a bad run. Um, In New England, wide receiver Kendrick Bourne went on the COVID list today. They say he's still got a chance to play this weekend, which tells me he's not experiencing symptoms. Obviously, he's vaccinated, so they think he may test back into, you know, the non-COVID territory this week. But keep an eye on that. Out in New Orleans, uh, tight end Adam Troutman went on the COVID list, and yesterday tight end Jawan Johnson went on the COVID list, and the day before that tight end Garrett Griffin went on IR with a hamstring injury. So if you're interested in catching a football, you're in the greater New Orleans area, they're looking for tight ends. If you were landscaping this week, you can sign and be a running back. I'm sure they're available for tight ends as well. So keep that in mind. If you need a little job opportunity, a little money for the holidays, we've got a spot for you. In, in New York. All you have to do is beat uh, objects Jets, in that. Yeah, yeah, which I think he can. Can you run in a straight line? You got a chance. But um, multiple Jets players, both offense and defense side of the football, went on the COVID list. Not great there because they were already already hit pretty hard with injuries. In Pittsburgh, multiple players on the COVID list today for them. In Seattle, tight end Will Disley is on the COVID list now. Um, they did get Alex Collins back today, which is nice. They really need him. Uh, and Buccaneers wide receiver Brashad Perriman is on the COVID list. They're hoping to be able to activate him before the game this Sunday. Not sure if you heard, but they're a little short on wide receivers. We'll get to that in a few minutes. Um, so it's something that you have to, especially now with the playoffs, you have to keep checking every day and before your games start if someone's on the COVID list or not. And make sure you have somebody on your bench you can replace them with. So it's a, a fun balancing act. Then on top of that, we still have injuries, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> and unfortunately a fair amount of them. Out in Arizona, everyone collectively uh, is 
their pride is hurting, but there are a few actual injuries on top of that. Wide receiver Rondale Moore uh, had an MRI on Monday on his ankle. He's not practicing still through today. They're calling him day-to-day. There's not structural damage. It seems to be a pain tolerance thing, but, you know, they, they do need some healthy bodies. DeAndre Hopkins is not coming back for the regular season, if anything, the championship game. So if he's not healthy in fantasy, Rondale Moore might not as well either this week. Tight end Zach Ertz was limited today with hamstring injury. Same thing happened last week. He played through it. He's going to again. He's got a great matchup this week, so you really want to see that. Running back James Conner is now practicing with a heel injury. Not sure yet how serious this is. People don't seem to be too alarmed in Arizona yet, but I'd see what it looks like on Friday and then start thinking about a plan B. Cliff Kingsbury out of the COVID protocol now. He's able to coach, so... Things are looking up in Arizona. Out in Atlanta, wide receiver Tajay Sharp is not practicing. He's dealing with a foot injury. He's day-to-day. Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson did not play last week with that ankle injury. He's still not practicing. It's Wednesday. That's not a great sign, but it's certainly possible he will go an entire week without practicing and still play. He's going to be a game-time decision. In Buffalo, they have covid they have issues uh, on top of that. Wide receiver Emmanuel Sanders did not play last week with a knee injury. Still this is questionable going into this week, but he did practice in a limited fashion today, so that's a good sign. They could really use him to get healthy. In Carolina, they have announced Sam Darnold will play this week. Cam Newton is going to be the starter. Unsure how much either or both of them will play. I really don't think you want to have your fantasy playoffs resting on either of these guys' shoulders. But then again, most people would have wanted Tom Brady and look how that went last week. We'll see. In Carolina, wide receiver DJ Moore is not practicing. He's dealing with a hamstring injury. He is going to be a game-time decision. They're not even going to decide before then. In one of the most fun storylines of last week, and there were a lot of them, uh, Panthers kicker Zane Gonzalez injured his quad during pregame kicking. That part wasn't great. But what ensued after was an open tryout amongst any position player that was interested during on-field warm-ups where people were trying to kick. Predictably, things did not go well, and they ended up going for two points in any occasion. They needed to kick the football. Uh, Zane Gonzalez is on IR. It does not look like position players will be kicking this week, but just so you know. In Chicago, quarterback Justin Fields is limited to practice today with an ankle injury. He's expected to play this week. Remember, Andy Dalton is still also on the COVID list, so, like, pretty much their option right now. Wide receiver Marquise Goodwin is limited today with a foot injury. He's questionable going into the weekend, but likely plays. We also saw wide receiver slash running back slash return man Jakeem Grant get knocked out of the game with a concussion. Uh, He's still not practicing. He's still in the concussion protocol and questionable for this weekend. Browns tight end Harrison Bryant uh, is dealing with an ankle injury. It was limited this week. David Njoku was also limited. He's dealing with a knee injury and fresh off the COVID list. Remember, Austin Hooper still also on the COVID list. So it looks like Njoku's on track to play. He's probably your guy this week. Running back Kareem Hunt, who's dealing with an ankle injury and still on the COVID list, is not expected to be available this week. Uh, according to Kevin Stavansky, whether it's more the ankle or the COVID, either way, he's probably not playing. Out in Dallas, running back Tony Pollard was limited practice today with that foot injury. It's a plantar fasciitis, fascia tear, or something of that nature. He did play through it last week. He'll probably do the same thing this week. In Denver, running back Melvin Gordon, III, is not practicing with thumb and hip injuries. We'll see. He's going to be a game-time decision. But the most notable thing to come out of Denver was the scary hit for quarterback Teddy Bridgewater, who was stretched off field, face mask off, the whole thing. 
They've already ruled him out for this week's game. Uh, he's dealing with a pretty bad concussion, so Drew Locke is going to be your starter. Maybe that means Cortland Sutton comes back from the dead. That would be nice. Out in Detroit, everyone has COVID, as we mentioned. Wide receiver Khalif Raymond is also limited with a shoulder injury. Remember, uh, Quintez Cephas also on the COVID list, so they're running out of wide receivers at an alarming rate. <laughs> and on top of that, Josh Reynolds also limited with a thigh injury. Not ideal for a running uh, wide receiver you need to run downfield. Running back DeAndre Swift, however, was practicing. It was limited, but time for his potential availability this week with that shoulder injury. They did also officially put tight end TJ Hawkinson on IR Friday with that thumb injury. So, unfortunately, I can't recommend him this week, as I like to do. Out in Green Bay, running back Aaron Jones was limited at practice today with a knee injury. Aaron Rodgers did not practice with that stupid pinky toe injury that we're all sick of hearing about. The less said, the better. In Houston, running back David Johnson is not practicing today with a quad injury. He's questionable. It looks like he's probably going to be a game-time decision as well in Houston. So, again, if you're trying to start Brandon Cooks or David Johnson, Probably not a great move this week. In Jacksonville, wide receiver LaVisca Chenault is not practicing. He has foot and shoulder injuries. Running back James Robinson was limited at practice today with an knee injury. He's going to play through it, how effective he is. My fantasy team would really like to know. Um, but they also did put running back Carlos Hyde on IR with a concussion, so his season is done. And in probably the best news, tight end Dan Arnold has been designated to return from IR. He's been out with a knee injury. I don't think it's a coincidence that the same week that Sam Darnold is coming back, Dan Arnold is also going to return. And I think maybe we're going to come full circle from the trade that blew up all of their their seasons back early at week three, I think, of the season. Anyway, um, <laughs> Raiders tight end Darren Waller has missed the last two games with knee and back injuries. He's still not practicing. That's not great. It'll be a game time decision more than likely. Running back Josh Jacobs also didn't practice today. He's sick. He's got the flu. It's not COVID. I'm pretty sure it's not COVID. Um, So keep an eye on him. Wide receiver Zay Jones left the game uh, this weekend with a toe injury. He's not practicing today. He likely will try to play through this, but keep an eye on that as well. Tight end Foster Moreau was also limited to practice. He's dealing with abdomen and thigh injuries. Nobody seems really concerned. Probably more of a bumps and bruise thing, and it's a Wednesday, but again, not entirely sure who's going to play tight end for the Raiders this week. Out in San Diego, uh, not San Diego, Los Angeles, uh, the Chargers tight end Donald Parnum Jr. is dealing with a concussion. He's not practicing. In Miami, they're also dealing with a rash of COVID cases on offense in particular. Unfortunately, they're not getting a lot healthier. Wide receiver Will Fuller V, who has been on IR with a broken finger most of the year, suffered a setback and will not play this season. So for those scoring at home, he played less than one game of football for the Dolphins this season. He made a lot of money for that, like, 28 minutes he was on the field. Good for him. Wide receiver Albert Wilson uh, did not practice today. They called it personal reasons. Doesn't seem to be an injury. So that's a good sign because they're going to need him this week. Running back Miles Gaskin was activated off the COVID list prior to the game last week. Didn't play much. I would expect to see increased touches this week as he gets healthier and further away from that positive COVID test. In Minnesota, they got a couple of guys back off the COVID list. Kirk Cousins inexplicably still does not have it, noted anti-vaxxer, though he was limited today with a rib injury. He took a couple of big hits this week, and he's got some bruised ribs. Wide receiver Adam Thielen uh, is limited with that ankle injury. He's likely going to play through it. It'll be a game-time decision. 
Out in New England, running back Damian Harris was limited today with a hamstring injury. Uh, wide receiver Nelson Aguilar did not practice. He's in the concussion protocol. Hard to say whether or not he's going to get cleared this week. Wide receiver Nikhil Harry was limited today with a hip injury. And running back Ramondre Stevenson is sick. He's got an illness that's not COVID. So he's not practicing, but likely will be okay for the weekend. Sherpa's Giants have officially shut down quarterback Daniel Jones for the rest of the season, which we all knew. He's still dealing with a neck injury. Jones says he doesn't have any long-term concerns about the injury. He thinks he's going to be back with the Giants. And quite frankly, with Mike Glennon as your starter, Daniel Jones looks more appealing by the day, so he probably will be back. I think Kyle Rudolph was limited with an ankle injury, as was Saquon Barkley. It's Wednesday. That's not unusual. He'll keep playing. Wide receiver Sterling Shepard was put on IR. He's done for the year with an Achilles injury. And they're hoping to get Kadarius Tony back tomorrow. That's Thursday from his stint on the COVID list. So they're getting trying to get some warm bodies to play wide receiver. It's not going great. Um, the Jets also struggling with that. Wide receiver Jamison Crowder's not practicing with a calf injury. That looks like it may keep him out, so definitely keep an eye on that. They also put tight end Ryan Griffin on IR this week with a knee injury. In Philadelphia, running back Jordan Howard was limited today with a knee injury, and running back Miles Sanders did not practice with a quad injury. They're both probably going to play. Quarterback Jalen Hurts was limited today with an ankle injury. It's clear his ankle is not 100% still bothering him. He really was not running much yesterday, but they seem to just be going until potentially his leg falls off, and then you'll see Gardner Minshew again. In Pittsburgh, we saw another scary hit, another concussion with Pat Fryermuth. He was knocked out of the game. Uh, he's still in the concussion protocol. I would not be surprised if he does not play this week. He's certainly not practicing yet. In San Francisco, running back Elijah Mitchell has already been ruled out for Thursday night's game. He's dealing with that knee injury, but he officially no longer has a concussion, so that's a step in the right direction. They are, however, um, designated Trey Sermon to return from IR. He's been dealing with that ankle injury the last couple of weeks. Not sure yet if they're going to activate him before the game tomorrow or not, but keep an eye on that. They're also going to be without multiple defensive players uh, due to injury tomorrow night. So when you're making your predictions, maybe keep that in mind. They, the Seahawks, as we mentioned, got Alex Collins back off the COVID list. They expect Tyler Lockett to get activated uh, sometime later this week from the COVID list as well. Wide receiver DK Metcalf was limited today with a foot injury. The Buccaneers lost wide receiver Chris Godwin to a torn ACL for the year probably part of next year is running back Leonard Fournette got knocked out of the game with a hamstring injury. He's likely out this week, possibly headed for IR. They haven't decided yet. They did, however, sign Le'Veon Bell yesterday to try to get somebody to play running back for them. Um, wide receiver Mike Evans did not practice today with an ankle injury. And Antonio Brown, who's fresh off his COVID card uh, fabrication suspension, was limited today with an ankle injury. Uh, the Titans are expecting to reinstate A.J. Brown off IR before the game tomorrow night. He's going to play after uh, missing the last three games with that chest injury. They're also going to be without several defensive players tomorrow night, so it might be a higher scoring game than people are anticipating. And the WTS slash Washington football team still banged up, still a lot of COVID. Both Taylor Heineke and Kyle Allen still are on the COVID list which means Garrett Gilbert is still the only quarterback practicing. Running back Antonio Gibson hurt his toe, uh, was very limited last night. He's not practicing today, but they did put J.D. McKissick on IR with that concussion. He's going to be done for the year. So Antonio Gibson needs to get healthy in a hurry, and wide receiver Curtis Samuel was limited today with a hamstring injury. So, Sherpa, 
What have you been up to in the last marathon of the injury report? Um, I fell asleep for a while, then woke up, did all my Christmas shopping, wrote my Christmas cards, and then returned <laughs> several gifts that I had given myself and decided I didn't like. You know, I like I love the productivity. <laughs> did Blue check in with us at all? Has he shown up for this episode yet? He's he's still um, euphoric about the Lions' uh, victory last weekend. He was just yep. disappointed that the Jaguars didn't win too. Partying too hard, poor guy. <laughs> yeah. So we have a little bit of a COVID issue. A few injuries. Is is there anybody left on the waiver wire that we might want to pick up? I'm um, surprisingly there is. Um, let's Which start is with running backs and. Probably the most obvious one would be a running back who would replace someone who was doing really well on a team that was doing pretty well. And by that, I'm thinking of uh, Ronald Jones, II, who's replacing Leonard Fournette. He would be at the top of my pickup list for this week if he happens to be available. Uh, David Johnson, yeah. riskier pickup, as you mentioned, because of his own uh, injury status. Um, Amir Abdullah getting some run behind uh, Chuba Hubbard in Carolina. Mark Ingram, Naeem Hines, Dontrell Hilliard, um, and then a couple guys that are designated to return potentially this weekend. One was um, Trey Sermon, as you already mentioned, and the other would be Malcolm Brown, who uh, if he gets added to the mix in Miami, I'm not sure what people would do between him and Miles Gaskin and uh, Duke Johnson, who uh, stole a lot of uh, Miles Gaskin's thunder last week and in part was responsible for one of the several defeats I suffered in my playoffs this past week, but enough about me. Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) We've got strife. We've got strife out there. (laughs) Yeah. It might be internal, but, yes, it's it's very real to me. Okay. It is. It Um, is real. Wide wide receiver-wise, Russell Gage still out there um, inexplicably to me in a lot of Leagues, uh, same thing, Amon Ross, St. Brown, still out there in a lot of leagues. Kenny Galladay, maybe not as attractive a pickup, mostly because of the quarterback he's playing with. Gabriel Davis, Rashad Bateman, Robbie Anderson, Josh Reynolds, Jamison Crowder, although both of those guys have injury issues, as you alluded to. Alan Lazard, Mm -hmm. Tyler Johnson, T.Y. Hilton, and then a couple more guys that are designated to return this weekend. A.J. Brown, you mentioned, and then also Paris Campbell with the Colts. We'll, we'll take what we can get. Paris Campbell I actually like a lot. Yeah, I mean, most of these guys are at best you know, flex um, fill-ins if you need them. I don't think any of these yeah. guys are going to be you know, supplanting your top two wide receivers or top three wide receivers, although Russell Gage and Amon Ross St. Brown have both been very impressive in the last uh, few weeks and coincidentally are squaring off against each other, or at least their teams are squaring off against each other this weekend. It's going to be interesting. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Quarterback-wise, we'll probably disagree on this, but Tua Tagovailoa is at the top of my list of pickups. Um, wasn't quite as dominant as I had hoped against the Jets last weekend, but still uh, did fairly well. Uh, Carson Wentz, who has what I think now looks like a pretty appealing matchup against the Cardinals on Christmas Day. Matt Ryan, Jimmy Garoppolo, Ben Roethlisberger, 
Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, and Drew Locke. Those last three, hopefully you're not starting them in a single quarterback league, but uh, if you're desperate in a two-quarterback league, uh, all three of those guys might be worth a look this weekend, primarily because of the opponents. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're probably right. There's, you've got to do what you got to do with the playoffs. Yeah, and now moving on to tight ends, uh, Gerald Everett, um, Ricky Seals-Jones, Tyler Conklin, who was a little disappointing last week, but uh, if you're desperate, mm-hmm. give him another chance this week. C.J. Uzama, Evan Engram, Dan Arnold, and Eric Ebron, both uh, designated to return this week. So Pat, Pat Fryer-Muth can't go in Pittsburgh. Uh, um, old faithful uh, Eric Ebron might be back to pick up the slack. Yeah, Although, again, actually, that's, that's good your, timing. Uh, hopefully he's yeah, not hopefully the he's only, not your uh, only guy. Again, Hopefully he's not your uh, one and only starting tight end. If you have to start multiple tight ends, you know, sure, go ahead and plug him in. But uh, hopefully that's not your uh, number one option for this week. We can only hope. <laughs> and then if you're into uh, streaming defenses this week, you have uh, a few to pick from. Philadelphia against the Giants. Chargers at Houston, Seattle home to Chicago, Atlanta home to Detroit, home to Jacksonville, Jacksonville on the road against the Jets, Cincinnati home to Baltimore, and Las Vegas home to Denver all seem uh, like relatively appealing options to me if you're into streaming defenses in your playoffs. I work. I can get behind this. All right. Should we uh, get on to some uh, position recommendations? Yeah, let's uh, let's take a look at running backs. Um, I I think I would certainly hope the same name is at the top of both our lists and everybody lists on the planet, and that is Jonathan Taylor. Uh, really can't go wrong with that at this point. I've got Alvin Kamara at two, Nick Chubb at three, uh, Dalvin Cook checking in at four, and Cordell Patterson, despite the fact I'm not going to pick Atlanta to win, with San Francisco having uh, – with not San Francisco, with Atlanta having not a lot of other offense going on, I think he's going to have to do something to keep them in the game. So I'm going with him at five, Najee Harris at six, Joe Mixon, David Montgomery, Josh Jacobs, and James Robinson, a very reluctant 10. I think the matchup is, is right, but the rest of it makes me nervous. So it's a, it's a reluctant 10. What about you? Um, we have some disagreement, but uh, uh, Jonathan <laughs> Taylor, we both agree on and have him at the top of our list. Dalvin Cook and Alvin Kamara were also in your top four. Ezekiel Elliott, Michael Carter for the Jets, Austin Eckler, if he's healthy enough to play, Dante Foreman, Aaron Jones, Sonny Michelle, and Ronald Jones, II, rounding out my top ten. Honorable mentions to Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Rashad Penny, A.J. Dillon, Damian Harris, if he's healthy enough to play, and Daryl Henderson. I should just stop saying if he's healthy enough to play because half the guys <laughs> on my list this week are show all, up. you know. He's show up as yeah. it is. Yeah. So it's, it's how, who's on your avoid list for running backs? Um, well, how many of my uh, recommended guys? Maybe. Um, actually, there are some some real names on here. Uh, Sonny Michelle, I'm staying away from this week. Jeremy McNichols, Matt Breida, Dernis Johnson, Devontae Booker, Samaj P. Ryan, Boston Scott, 
at all in Philadelphia. I'm really not excited about any of them. Miles Sanders, I guess, is the best of the bunch, but I don't love it this week. Uh, Jalen Richard, uh, Ty Johnson, and Mark Ingram, II. Okay, I have Joe Mixon at the top of my avoid list. I think I remember hearing him on your recommended yep. list. Yep. John Connor, per usual. Nick Chubb, <laughs> Saquon Barkley, Jeff Wilson, David Montgomery, who I believe was also on your recommended list. Mm-hmm. Jamal Williams, sure Melvin Gordon, <laughs> Javante Williams, Chuba Hubbard, and uh, dishonorable mention to Devin Singletary. Oh, <laughs> Devin Singletary. <laughs> he didn't deserve that. Anyway. I thought he did. Feel like in that, um, I it won't. Apparently, we disagree on this. It's a tough spot to not even be the worst of the worst. You're just kind of bad at stuff. Um, yeah, he's not. He's, he's not. He's in between the worst of the worst in purgatory, so that's why he's dishonorable mention. Tough spot to be. Um, how and about? I think dishonorable uh, mentions for wide receivers too, but we'll get to oh, that. Geez. Who do you Who do you like at wide receiver? Let's start there. I'm guessing we both have the same name at the top of our wide receiver list too, and that would be so. Cooper Cup. Uh, yep. Devontae Adams checking in at two for me. Keenan Allen. C.D. Lamb, Michael Pittman, in spite of being a knucklehead last week, Marquise Brown, yeah. Mike Williams, Odell Beckham Jr., Amari Cooper, and um, the uh, su- suspect uh, Jamison Crowder rounding out my top ten uh, honorable mentions <laughs> to uh, Julio Jones, Jacoby Myers, Michael Gallup, and Marquez Callaway. Okay. Um Yes, we both have Cooper Cup at the top of our list. I think everyone on the planet does, and rightfully so. Uh, Devontae Adams coming in at two for me, Justin Jefferson at three. So I think we can all feel pretty good about those. Debo Samuel at four. Um, Then I've got CeeDee Lamb, Deontay Johnson, Stephon Diggs, Jamar Chase, Hunter Renfro, and as much as I don't love it, T. Higgins of Cincinnati. We're going hard on Cincinnati receivers this week. All right, we obviously see a few games uh, differently <laughs> this week, but it makes the yeah. show interesting. Uh, Debo Samuel at the top of my avoid list, followed by Stefan Diggs. I think both of those were on your recommended list. Uh, Amon mm-hmm. Ross, St. Brown, even though I mentioned him a few minutes ago, is somebody you might want to consider if you're uh, hard up for wide receivers this weekend. Jamar Chase, DJ Moore, Brandon Ayuk. Jarvis Landry, A.J. Green, T. Higgins, and Marvin Jones rounding out my uh, avoid list and dishonorable mentions to Kenny Galladay, Darnell Mooney, and Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy. I'm I'm still hopeful Cortland Sutton becomes a, a person again this week, but your lock could change things. Um, my avoid list is a, a little robust, taking entire teams wide receiving cores and putting them on the Most notably your Giants. Uh, also the Lions. I don't want any part of any of that. Also staying away from Emmanuel Sanders, Jacoby Myers, Keelan Cole, Robbie Anderson, Albert Wilson, Traquan Smith, Josh Reynolds, Rondale Moore, Al Mazard. There's not a lot of guys I feel like I like at wide receiver this week. <laughs> I had a hard and time sticking to 10. Harder than usual to fill out the top 10 for wide receivers this week, given all the yeah. injuries. I had, well, yeah. not that anyone cares, but I had one uh, one of my teams that lost this weekend had both Leonard Fournette and Chris Godwin on it. Oh, 
Mm, I thought I was being smart by stacking uh, Tampa Bay players this weekend, but that didn't work out so well. I mean, it should have. It absolutely should have. Yeah, the process was okay, just the results were flawed. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. That's okay. I have all winter Mm -hmm. and most of next year to get over it. Um, (laughs) Quarterbacks, who do you like this week? Like Justin Herbert a lot this week, especially with Houston now getting COVID. Things things aren't looking great for them. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, I think I, I think we've established over the last few weeks. Really don't respect the Steelers as a team. Really, their defense. I think Patrick Mahomes will be just fine. Matthew Stafford coming in at three on my list. I think that will be an interesting game. We'll get to that in a little while. Uh, Lamar Jackson, so clearly I'm high on offenses on both sides of this game. Aaron Rodgers checking in. Jalen Hurts, and again, it's not one I like doing, but the Giants, it's, it is what it is. Uh, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, Tom Brady, and Taysom Hill rounding out the top ten. Okay, I've got Matthew Stafford at the top of my list, followed by Justin Herbert, Aaron Rodgers, Carson Wentz. Kirk Cousins, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott, who's been awful lately, but I think he'll finally get off the schneid this week. And then Ryan Tannehill um, rounding out my top ten. Honorable mentions to Davis Mills, Taysom Hill, Mac Jones, Lamar Jackson, and Zach Wilson. Okay, that's fair. Um, I mean – some of some of your players are going to end up. Zach Wilson is on my avoid list, uh, along with Matt Ryan. I'm sure you're shocked. Trevor Lawrence, Cam Newton slash Sam Darnold slash anyone else that decides to play quarterback for the Carolina Panthers, um, Cleveland, be it Baker Mayfield, Nick Mullins at all, staying away from them as well. Ryan Tannehill, Ben Roethlisberger, surprise, surprise. Um, also staying away from Carson Wentz. It's not the world's best matchup, and also they're winning a lot of games without needing him to play well. Justin Fields I'm staying away from, as well as uh, Tua Tungavailoa. So that's my my abbreviated list. The uh, top two guys on my avoid list were both on your recommended list, just to warn you, uh, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray. Late-season form. (laughs) Late-season form, even playoff form, one might say. Uh, Joe Burrow, Cam Newton. I think there's some agreement there on Cam Newton, Baker Mayfield, Jared Goff, Justin Fields, and not that you would be starting any of these guys, but uh, Mike Lennon, Drew Locke, and uh, even if he came back, Taylor Heineke. So um, there's some pretty slim pickings. There's some... Definitely it's, some it's tough out quarterbacks there. you want to avoid this week, even in two quarterback leagues. Mm-hmm. Um, on on more of a positive note, how about tight ends? You like it out there? Um, for me, almost by default, this week the number one option just has to be Rob Gronkowski because you know Tom Brady's going to throw the ball, and I'm not sure he has any healthy wide yeah. receivers to throw yeah. it to. So he's number one on my list. Hunter Henry, he has the two touchdown. Um, weekend last week, uh, number two on my list, Mark Andrews. Travis Kelsey only at four on my list because I think he'll play, but still not sure, you know, what impact the COVID might have. Dalton Schultz, Jared Cook, Jeff Swain, Gerald Everett, Josiah DeGar, and Jack Doyle. So as you can see, I had a really hard time coming up with uh, 
more than five or six decent tight end recommendations this week. And honorable mention yeah. to Tyler Higby and Adam Troutman, who both have uh, injuries slash COVID concerns of their own. Yeah, it's I, I, I honestly not really sure what's going to happen out in New Orleans. And they, they really do like throwing to a tight end. So it's going to be a little strange out there. Um, but I, I agree with you about Rob Gronkowski. I have him at two, but really for me, he and Mark Andrews are almost interchangeable. Um, again, I just think there's a lot of offense in this game between the Ravens and the Bengals, as I, I think we've foreshadowed here in all of my predictions. Um, I'm not convinced Tyler or Travis Kelsey is going to be out there, so I left him off my list. I'm not putting him on the avoid list. Just if he plays, obviously go ahead and start him. But I don't, I'm, I'm not feeling as optimistic about it as you are. So I've got Mark Andrews at one, Gronk at two, George Kittle coming in at three for me, and uh, Kyle Pitts at four. I have Zach Ertz all the way up at five. I think the matchup is amazing, uh, and the fact that they're needing to bounce back, they may bring it to healthy as at wide receivers, but the Colts give up a lot of points to tight ends, so I think Zach Ertz is prime for a big day there. Uh, on the other side of things, his, his former compadre, Dallas Goddard, coming in at six for me, Dawson Knox. Mike Gusecki, Dalton Schultz, and Tyler Conklin. Not Ty Conklin, but Tyler Conklin coming in at number 10 for me. If he were Ty Conklin, yeah. he'd uh, be able to stop a lot of shots. Darn um, right he would. What a great backup goalie. Anyway, yeah. I digress. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll do a hockey show some other time. Um, tight ends to avoid for me this week. Austin Hooper was at the top of the list. Zach Ertz, who you like. Dallas Goddard, who you like, also on my avoid list. Evan Engram, Dawson Knox, C.J. Ozama. Did I say C.J.? I meant C.J. C.J. is a conductor. Maybe, he, maybe he's got a brother. <laughs> tight end. Probably. Um, James O'Shaughnessy, Cole Komet, Noah Font, and Pat Fryer Moose, if he somehow makes it onto the field. I don't want to start him this week. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't want to either. Um, I'm staying away from both – Firemuth and Evan Ingram. I uh, just I don't think there's going to be enough there. Fantasy, like guys, I don't want to start. It's such a short list because there's so many guys who already aren't playing. Um, Austin Hooper definitely also on my list. James O'Shaughnessy again. Just it, it's a Jacksonville tight end. It's tough out there. Um, Evan Ingram out in New York. Gerald Everett, David and Joku. Pretty much all of the Cleveland tight ends I'd like to stay away from. C.G. Uzoma, also on my list. Hunter Henry, Noah Font, and uh, Cole Komet. Okay, how about uh, defenses? Who do you like this week? Well, I like the Eagles this week, and that's mostly because Mike Lennon's playing quarterback for the Giants, which props to you guys for going all in on getting that top five draft pick. Just going right for it. Uh, the Chargers also checking in here. Dolphins, Cowboys, the Buccaneers, Seahawks, the Chiefs, Jaguars, 49ers, and the Saints rounding out my top ten. Okay, I've got uh, Green Bay at the top of my list. Eagles, number two. Tampa, Seattle, Atlanta, Las Vegas, Detroit, the Jets, Kansas City, and Dallas. All often uh, defenses I like a lot this week. Honorable mentions to Tennessee, Indianapolis, New England, Denver, and New Orleans. So just as last week was a relatively low-scoring week, I'm expecting uh, more of the same this week. Yeah, that's I don't know if you would call that the COVID Um, effect or what, but uh, anyway. I'm going to lose that. 
Um, I've got the Bills on my avoid list. I don't love it, but the numbers are what they are. The Bengals, Packers, the Ravens, the Lions, Falcons, Jets, Broncos, Patriots, the WTF. Not great out there. Like you said, a lot of low-scoring games, so there'll be points, but just I don't, I don't think there's going to be huge points on defense this week. For me, the defenses to avoid um, include Cleveland, Arizona, Houston, Minnesota, Jacksonville, Washington, San Francisco, um, the Rams, Miami, and Buffalo, and dishonorable mention to Cincinnati, Carolina, Chicago, and Pittsburgh. A lot of dishonor out there. <laughs> there's, there's a lot. There's a lot. <laughs> it's pretty sad how much dishonor there is. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna find a way to persevere, though. I think I think we'll make our way through it. <laughs> so I guess we should move on to hopefully a normal schedule this week. Not having Tuesday games, it looks like we might go with a, a Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, as long as COVID doesn't run wild on the league again this week. But uh, so rooting for another Wednesday Monday. afternoon game like we had last season between the Steelers and the Ravens. You know, that that was nice. My employers may be not as excited about it as I was, but it is what it no. is. <laughs> yeah. Priorities. Yeah, if you can do accounting while you watch football, it's fine. Plus it's the holidays. Mm-hmm. Everyone's eating cookies anyway. Who's worried about it? So what are you thinking for our Thursday night matchup here? A lot of guys not playing in it. San Francisco visiting Tennessee. Not a ton of COVID issues, but like a lot of a lot of injury issues, and it's a Thursday night. How do you see this one going? Um, to me, this game is a toss-up, like many of the games this week. And when in doubt, I'm usually yeah. going to go with the home team. So I'm going to go with uh, Tennessee by field goal here. I'll say Tennessee 27 and San Francisco 24. I think if you know Tennessee might potentially have AJ Brown and. Um, Julio Jones back um, both this week. I don't know how healthy they'll be, but, you know, that would be better than uh, some of what they've been running out there recently. But um, we'll see with San Francisco, you know, who who knows, maybe Trey Sermon is back. Maybe he isn't. Maybe Jeff Wilson does well again. I don't think he will. But uh, anyway, I see this as being a close game, but with uh, the home team uh, sneaking it out. Okay, I can I can get behind that. Um, I'm also going to take Tennessee to win this game. I've got them winning 28-24, so we're right in line there. I think Tennessee needs to look better this week. It was not a, a an overpowering showing last week, to say the least. Especially if you needed any of these players to put up any f- points for you fantasy wise. San Francisco's got enough problems on defense that I think injury wise, I mean that I think. Tennessee will be able to steal one here, but Ryan Tannehill is going to have to step up and kind of win this game for them, I think, which I think he'll do. Again, it's Thursday night, though. Anything can happen. So now I just had this epiphany that NFL coaches don't care much about my fantasy teams. You know, I I would hope that is not true. I don't want that to be the case. (laughs) I fear it might be, I'm going to be optimistic about it. (laughs) Okay. Um, So we've got two games on Christmas Day on Saturday. The first of those, hopefully, is the the Cleveland COVIDs traveling to Green Bay and 
I think this game wouldn't be a fair fight even if the two teams were at full strength and Green Bay is a little bit closer to full strength than Cleveland is. Uh, I see Green Bay winning this uh, by at least a couple touchdowns. I'll say Green Bay 31, Cleveland 17 is Aaron Rodgers' broken toe, COVID toe, whatever kind of toe he has uh, in his mates uh, in this one pretty easily. Um, I'm also going to take Green Bay to win. I've got it a closer contest. I'm not entirely sure who's going to play football for the Browns. They're not either. That's the fun of this, I guess, if you want to look at it that way. I'm going to take Green Bay to win this 31-23, so not as big of a blowout. I don't feel like this game's going to be in doubt at any point. Um, but it's just not only are the, the Browns haven't played together in a couple weeks, their whole schedule is off whack. They're still not allowed in their facility. They're still in this whole COVID bubble situation. Plus, they're traveling to Green Bay, which is not the world's friendliest place, and I'm pretty sure snow is predicted, so that's not going to help the situation at all. Um, but I think Aaron Jones is healthier than the Cleveland running backs, and that's going to be the difference here. So uh, the later uh, Christmas game is Indianapolis uh, traveling to Arizona. I'm sure a lot of people are going to think that Arizona will finally get their act together and bounce back after two straight uh, losses, one uh, tough game where you could understand it, and then last week the inexplicable blowout at the hands of the Lions. I'm going to go against that narrative. I say that uh, Indianapolis is starting to find its stride here late in the season. Arizona looks to me like a train wreck in the making. I I think they'll still make the playoffs, but they're definitely on a downward trajectory. I'll say uh, Indiana steals this one on the strength of Jonathan Taylor's legs. Indianapolis 31, Arizona 24. Okay. Um, I'm also picking Indianapolis to win this. I'm guessing that's probably not a surprise to anybody. Um, I'm picking them to win 27-24. I don't think Arizona is on the fast track to failure, as you and most of the rest of the world do. I think they're going to get it together. They're going to look better. Kyler Murray is going to look less like a deer in the headlights. And his biggest problem is the Indianapolis defense is very good. And Jonathan Taylor, even against a good run defense, is still going to put up a lot of points. So they'll keep it close. I think it'll be a back-and-forth game, but Arizona's just not going to have quite enough. My issue with Arizona is their past game just seems to have gone to pot since DeAndre Hopkins was out. I mean, yeah, I'm I'm a big uh, A.J. Green fan, but uh, that A.J. Green, Christian Kirk, Rondale Moore uh, combination just – Hasn't been getting it done the last few weeks, and now without Rondale Moore, that's not going to help either. Yeah, I just I think I think Zach Ertz is going to have a good day. The Colts defense gives up a lot of tight end points, and I think Zach Ertz is becoming a little bit of a security blanket. Got a lot of looks last week. I think he'll get even more this week, and that'll be more of a factor than, um, you know, at least at least AJ Colors, AJ Green, AJ Brown will be back at full strength. Maybe that'll help him play better, much like the Sam Darnold Dan Arnold connection. We can only hope. <laughs> well, I mean, Zacharitz is banged up, too, so we'll, we'll see, yeah. I think. He's got a bum hamstring. But, um, that is true. Yeah. So next game, the first of the Sunday early games, one of the more interesting games of the day, uh, New England hosting Buffalo. New England certainly didn't look um, as good last weekend as they did during their five-game winning streak, but I think they're going to – reverse course and uh, get back on track this weekend against a Buffalo team that um, I'm not sure is uh, 
hitting on all cylinders right now. I'm going to say New England uh, wins by a field goal. I'll say um, the Mac Jones is 27 and the Josh Allen's 24. I'm thinking the fighting Josh Allen's to win this game. Despite the fact he's going to have to do it pretty much all on his own, the run game is not going to help him a ton. Um, also, I, I anticipate people throwing more than three passes in this game. We could be wrong, but I think there's a real good chance that maybe a few better kicks. I think they're not going to be in a wind tunnel that will help, although it is going to be New England in December, and that's still pretty terrible. But I think Buffalo um, needs this. This is a get-right-for-game week for them. They need to win this game. They need to win it and look good doing it because they're on the verge of not making the playoffs if they're not careful, and they're way too good of a team to be on the outside looking in. So they're going to come in 24-20, win a close one. I don't know. If you keep losing games, you should win. At some point, you're not a good team anymore. Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I'm sold on it. we got we got bad teams winning games all over the place. <laughs> It's true. Um, we have we have reached Pete Rozelle's pinnacle of complete parity in the league and total chaos. I mean, he told my dad like three decades ago about how his dream was playing in division and, and these longer schedules and he wanted more balanced and parity play in the league. And it only took like 35 years, but here we are with Pete Rozelle. Enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, and for all the people that – complain about uh, fantasy leagues that have playoffs in week 18. It looks like there's so much parity. Everyone's still going to be playing. That, with the possible <laughs> exception of Green Bay, that you know everybody's going to be playing for something that final week. So you know, unless mm-hmm. uh, your season depends on Aaron Rodgers and or uh, Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones, you might be in luck if you have a week 18 yeah. playoff game. Yeah. I mean, I think, right. I think you're on to something there. Anyway, I digress. Yeah, I wish my uh, Jonathan Taylor league had had playoffs in uh, oh. week 18 rather I'm, than week 14. I'm mad but, about uh, that I, still, I and it didn't – like, I'm legitimately still angry about that. Well, you can oh. uh, you can stop being angry because I would have lost uh, my matchup this past weekend even if I had survived oh. last week. So you can, you can let it go. I have. All right. Mm, I'll um, work on it. Next game up, we've got uh, Baltimore at Cincinnati. Cincinnati tempting to pick them, given how good they looked uh, last weekend and how bad um, Baltimore has looked recently. I mean, they had a nice comeback uh, with Ty Hundley there, but I actually think that Cincinnati, they're just too much of a Jekyll and Hyde team for me. I think they're a year away in terms of you know being a consistently good team. I say that... Um, Baltimore is going to knock them off this week in revenge for uh, the blowout that they suffered at home last month. But I'll say that uh, Cincinnati um, falls by three points here. I'll say the Justin Tucker's 27 and the Cincinnati uh, Bungles 24. Poor Bungles. Um, Yeah, the, the Bengals really did look good. I think there'll be a lot of offense in this game, but I am. Uh, also picking Baltimore to win this. I'm picking them to win 30-28. I think it's going to be a very close game. I think they can win with or without Lamar Jackson. Tyler Huntley, baby Lamar, runs the same plays. It'll be okay. Um, and it may it may be more that Baltimore's defense keeps them in it despite the injuries. I think they keep them around. Uh, but I, I think it's going to be one of the better games of the afternoon. I'm excited to watch this one in the 1 o'clock hour. 
Or is the morning game, so that okay. was a call. <laughs> which means that you're not going to be watching this next game, which features Blue's favorite team, the Lions, yeah. or one of Blue's Sorry, uh, Blue. three favorite teams, but the Lions uh, traveling down that. to Atlanta, which is certainly <laughs> not done very well this season either. But um, I'm going to pick sort of a, I don't know if you would call it an upset, but uh, maybe many uh, um, going against the trend here, and I'll say Atlanta gets their act together to win this one. Uh, I'll say that Atlanta 24, Detroit 21 is uh, Matt Ryan and Russell Gage and Cordero Patterson and uh, you know, Kyle Pitts do just enough to eke out a home victory here. Yeah, I'm shocker of all shocks. Not going to pick Atlanta to win this game. Stop me if you've heard that before. Um, even with potentially everybody in the Lions who didn't have COVID two weeks ago now having it, Motor City Dan Campbell is going to figure it out. He's going to find a way. I'm not entirely sure who's going to play quarterback. Maybe they'll find someone else off IR again. That seems to be what they like to do. Why Why start an active guy who's taking actual reps? Why would we want to do that? I mean, hell, maybe they'll find someone off someone else's practice squad. It's the thing to do because of COVID. But I think the Lions are going to win one. They're going to steal one here 28-27. It's, it's really Motor City Dan Campbell versus Cordero Patterson. And unfortunately – I, I just don't think that Patterson can win this all by himself. All right. Next, we have a battle of two teams, both of whom are going to end up with top five picks um, this season um, in the draft of the Jets hosting Jacksonville, which I think is going to further solidify its uh, its uh, grip on the number one overall pick by losing to the Jets here. I'll say that uh, – Michael Carter comes back and has a nice game, and Zach Wilson, for once, uh, looks pretty good. And I'll say Jets 30, Jacksonville 24. Yeah, um, I tried to find ways to pick Jacksonville. We know I like to do that, but, like, I just I just can't do it. Even Zach Wilson, who I think has a lot of issues right now, the Jaguars have significantly more. I've got the Jets winning this 23-14. I'm still – I want James Robinson to do well. I put him in my top ten of running backs. I I don't feel a lot of confidence in that. This game could go any number of ways. I, I'm not sure who's going to show up as the worst team, but I think this week the Jets will find a way to snatch victory from the jaws of defeat. No one's actually winning this game. Certainly not anyone watching it, which my idiot brother will be at this game. So good luck to him. <laughs> okay, next up we've got um... – the Chargers traveling to Houston. The Chargers coming off that uh, disappointing loss at home to the Chiefs last week. Uh, Houston coming off a win uh, at Jacksonville. You know, hopefully nobody runs onto the field this week during the game, but uh, I think the Chargers are the better team here. And even though Houston keeps it close, I'll say Chargers 31, Houston 27. I unfortunately don't think Houston keeps this close. I would like them to. I've got the Chargers winning 33-24. Um, if you're going to be without Brandon Cooks, potentially also David Johnson, Davis Mills is great. Their defense blitzes really well, but I don't think that's enough. I, I anticipate Austin Eckler's probably back for this game. Even if he's not, I think the Chargers will still find a way. Um, short of maybe Justin Herbert and Austin Eckler not playing, I, I don't see Houston winning this. So I've got the Chargers winning 33-24. Okay, next up is the game that I think will be the most interesting of the early games on Sunday, and that's the Rams traveling to Minnesota. As you've 
you mentioned many times Minnesota tends to play to the level of their opponent, good, bad, or That means they're going to be good this week. They're playing <laughs> pretty good opponents, but uh, I think the Rams yeah. will prevail here. I'll say uh, Rams 31 and Vikings 28 in what I expect will be one of the better games of the day. I actually agree with you. I think it will also be a very good game. There's a few things we know in this world, and that's the Vikings will play however they're playing, uh, their opponent plays. They're also going to be in a one-score game. These are death taxes and the Vikings in a one-score game. I've got the Rams winning 33-27. I think they just have more firepower even going into Minnesota. Um, still not loving they have a COVID issue. Kirk Cousins isn't, isn't 100%. Adam Thielen isn't 100%. I don't think they'll be able to take on that Rams defense successfully. So I've got the Rams winning 33-27. Right. Um, my Giants traveling to Philadelphia to try to further solidify their own their own grip on a top five pick coming season. Mm-hmm. I think mission accomplished. I think uh, Eagles still have some hope of making the playoffs. I don't think they would do much if they made it there, but uh, they can always hope, or their fans can always hope. I'll say um, Philadelphia overcomes the Giants' defense and wins this because the Giants have no offense to speak of. I'll say Philadelphia 24 and Giants 17. Yeah, um, I I find it very difficult to find a way for the Giants to win this, nor do I really think they want to at this point, to be honest. You wouldn't keep running Mike Lennon out there if you really wanted to win football games. And the Eagles have found a way to take what was a good thing in having multiple first-round draft picks and they keep winning games. The Dolphins keep winning games. <laughs> Their draft picks get worse every Colts week. Keep winning so games. at this point, yeah, like at this point, I they, they can't do anything right. You win, you lose, nothing good's happening. Um, but I have them winning by 10, even on a short week. I'm interested to see if the Giants bring down their benches. This is really my only interest in the NFC East at this point in time because all of it is a mess. I've got the Eagles winning 27-17. I'd really like it if Gardner Minshew showed up in this game. I'm, that's all I want out of the Eagles at this point. I want Minshew mania. I don't think it's too much to ask. Yeah. yeah I'm rooting for <laughs> an Eagles cold Super Bowl at this point, I think. Oh, how good would that be? I'm in. I'm in on it. <laughs> the Cowboys are hot. Well, not only They're would not Carson Wentz be uh, playing his former team in the Super Bowl, but then they would also have the two last picks in the – First round, which would be uh, Eagles poetic, still find a way to mess that up, which is really impressive probably. at this point. Terrible drafters. So, all right, hey. um, Tampa Bay <laughs> traveling to Carolina. I think the Tom Brady's will bounce back. I'm not sure who's going to be playing wide receiver, but if Rob Gronkowski and it's healthy at tight end, I don't think it matters. Um, I'll say um, the Tampa Bay 27, Carolina 20. Yeah, I've got Tampa Bay winning 35-20. A pissed-off Tom Brady is not something I want to see on the other side of football. Even without Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones-II will be just fine. Without Chris Godwin, it's okay, because we're pretty sure Tom Brady hated Chris Godwin anyway. I really think that's a thing. They have Antonio Brown fresh off of a nice COVID vaccine card forgery vacation. He's only got a bad ankle still, but I think he'll be a factor. I think Tampa Bay comes in. It doesn't matter if Sam Darnold's playing quarterback, if Cam Newton's playing quarterback, if I'm playing quarterback, it's probably the same result. Tampa Bay wins convincingly. I'm hoping for Chris Christie as their quarterback. You know, my theory's available. (laughs) Got some time on his hands. So. (laughs) 
Next up, we've got oh. uh, Chicago traveling to Seattle in the first of the late games. For some reason, uh, central time zone teams tend to do pretty well when they travel out to the West Coast for the late games, but I don't think that's going to be the case here. I'm going to pick the hometown uh, Seahawks to win this 27-20, uh, <laughs> assuming that one or more of their wide receivers are healthy enough and that Rashad Penny has a bounce-back game. Yeah, I think you will. I think you will. Um, having Alex Collins back will help. I, however, do not think that is going to be enough for Seattle to win this game. They've had a lot of issues. <clears throat> Being at home helps solve some of those. Not entirely sure who's going to be on the field. It looks like they'll get healthier, fingers crossed, barring any other COVID issues. I think Chicago is going to steal one. I think David Montgomery is going to have a good game. I think they'll they'll find a way to get some some kind of passing game going. Justin Fields, I don't think, is going to be doing a ton of running, but I think they're going to steal one. I think there's there's a pick six in the Chicago defense this week, and that might be the problem. I've got Chicago winning a low-scoring game, 24-21. Okay, and next we've got um, Denver traveling to Las Vegas. To me, this is another coin flip game, uh, especially with Drew Locke starting. But uh, probably because Drew Locke is starting, I'm going to go with the hometown Raiders uh, 24-21. Um, I'm actually going the other way. Because Drew Locke is starting, I'm going to take the Broncos to come in and steal one here 27-24. I think Drew Locke and Cortland Sutton is actually going to be a surprisingly good tandem this week. And Vegas, it's after daylight savings. Even at home, that's still a problem for them. I don't know who's going to play tight end, wide receiver, too much of a question mark for me. So I'm taking Denver to in a mini upset here. Okay. Next up, we've got uh, Kansas City, <coughs> excuse me, hosting Pittsburgh and um, Kansas City not hitting on all cylinders yet, especially on offense and potentially missing Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, or at least not having them at full strength might make this game closer than I think it would be otherwise, but I still think Kansas City pulls this out, uh, I'll say 27-24 is uh, someone other than uh, Harrison Butker uh, kicks the game-winning field goal for them. I hope it's a position player, but we can always get that lucky. I'm actually taking Kansas City and win pretty convincingly 30-19. to Like I said, I don't really respect the Steelers and what's going on there right now. It just the whole thing's a mess. I think Kansas City bounces back. They're at home. It's a, it's going to be a, a much more familiar scene for us watching this Kansas City Chiefs team this week, despite COVID running wild and Tyreek Hill maybe not being on the field and maybe no Travis Kelsey. I think they still have more than enough to take on the Steelers team. And not that anyone cares, but in the one team that I have uh, still left in the playoffs, you're only allowed to make one roster move a week. Oh no. <laughs> um, and I've I've got Harrison Butker as my kicker, so guess what I'm gonna have to burn my roster move on. I'm sure this is literally the worst thing that could be happening to you because there's nothing Sherpa hates more than dealing with kickers in fantasy football. There's literally nothing you hate more in Nails on a chalkboard. <laughs> but here we are. Okay. Play off two strings I'll let you know how that works out. Um <laughs> Next week, got your Cowboys hosting oh, the Redskins on Sunday night, and <laughs> yeah, I think you're going to be happy with the outcome here. I think, yeah, Dak Prescott's so. uh, break out of his mini slump, and Washington will find some way to keep it close. But I still like Dallas uh, to ultimately win. Dallas 30, Washington 24. 
team scares me an awful lot, an awful lot. Um, but I think Dallas needs to get the ship right. They need to – the offense has to do their job. Um, but the defense will still be the reason they hang around. I've got the Cowboys winning 31-24. I think it's a higher-scoring game, but I'm still not super confident about it. Okay, and then finally for the Monday night game, we've got the Saints hosting the Dolphins. And, yeah, I guess we have different opinions about Taysom Hill versus uh, Tua Tagovailoa. But uh, for me, this game is a coin flip. And like I said at the beginning, I'll go with the home team in the case of the coin flip, and I'll pick uh, New Orleans to prevail here by um, a field goal on the basis of Alvin Kamara and whatever Taysom Hill might be able to do. Let's say New Orleans 27, Miami 24. I actually have New Orleans winning 27-21. So as high as I am on the Miami offense, and I think it's going to look better, the problem is the New Orleans defense is very good. And as long as maybe they can get some guys back from the COVID list, which it looks like they've got a chance, um, I think that realistically Tua is going to throw probably two interceptions. Taysom Hill isn't going to have to do a ton to win this game. I think he's going to be gifted some leads. Um, I just going into into New Orleans, that's a tough a tough one, especially against that defense. So I'm taking New Orleans by almost a touchdown. So. Um, barring any crazy COVID scheduling changes. That brings us to the end of, of our game picks for the week. Before we let you go, a couple of daily fantasy picks. As a reminder, in case you forgot, it's your first time here, welcome. We're giving you value picks at the position. You know who to start. This is going to give you the dollars to start the guys you want to start. Uh, quarterback, Matthew Stafford, great value this week for what you're going to get. A lot of points to be scored there. Russell Wilson, Tyler Huntley, of course, if Lamar Jackson doesn't play, but if he doesn't, Tyler Huntley is going to be a real steal. And Davis Mills is going to have to throw the ball about 100 times to even stay in that game. At running back, Javante Williams in Denver, James Robinson, even though he scares the living daylights out of me and my fantasy team, still going to be a good value play. David Montgomery, Ronald Jones, II, um, and Rashad Penny, I think, will bounce back. At wide receiver, Russell Gage, who we talked about earlier. Uh, Amon Ross, St. Brown, Van Jefferson, Antonio Brown, Cortland Sutton, who I think is going to come back from the dead a little bit with Drew Locke and K.J. Osborne. Again, a lot of scoring there. At tight end, Dallas Goddard, Hunter Henry, and Jared Cook. Defensively, the Seahawks and the Falcons are a good play. And if you're looking for stacks, the Cowboys, a more expensive stack, but a good one nonetheless. Uh, the Broncos, Vikings, and the Buccaneers. Again, another expensive one, but it's going to be worth your while. So that brings us to the end of our holiday edition of the 4th Ninja Show for you this week, giving you everything to guide your team to victory. Good luck in your playoffs. Hopefully you're all still alive and well, and you're back with us next Wednesday night for a full hour, giving you all the tips, tricks, tools, everything you need to win your league. Uh, we'll be here from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern Time, as we are every week. You can find us all over social media. Of course, you're playing us. 